from New York City. The Comedy Cellar and Rethink Production present Live from America Podcast. We will make America great again. How about new, you crazy Dutch bastard? Live from America Podcast. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created. No, 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 no. Excuse me. Just so you understand. We can't be the stupid country anymore. Live from America podcast. I believe we can keep the promise of our founding. The idea that if you're willing to work hard, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from or what you look like or where you love. It doesn't matter whether you're black or white or Hispanic or Asian or Native American or young or old or rich or poor, able, disabled, gay or straight. You can make it here in America if you're willing to try. It's just words, folks. It's just words. This is Live from America Podcast with Noam Dorman and Haddon Gab. Uh, good evening and welcome to Live America, America podcast right here from the Comedy Cellar, number one comedy club in the world. Number one, right? And it's a show where we talk about politics, culture, news, everything. And we have great guests today. We have Mr. John Bohr. He's uh, the, a reporter, historian, and uh, a television news producer, and also an author of The Revolution of Robert Kennedy, his first book, correct? Yeah, this week, or yeah. last week. Whatever. Congratulations. Congratulations. I had, I had no you. idea that, that you were... Uh, Maybe if you read my uh, email. Author, like, yeah. No, I, I mean, I found out this week, I think Stephen told me that you'd written a book on, on Robert Kennedy. I was like, wow, that's, anybody could write a book. Yeah, I would go uh, from the New York Public, well, from Morning Joe to the New York Public Library at like 10 a.m. So when, when I went to, I used to work for Steve Kornacki, and then on his weekend show, and then uh, a position opened up for the overnight for Morning Joe. They were like, you're crazy. Why do you want to work the overnight? I was like, because we end at 9, and then I could go to the library at 10, and I get a couple hours in like five days a week and help me write faster. What's a oh, library no. that's not at the online? Uh, like basically every news article you could think of. So like what I wanted to do is like go back and like re-report this guy. It's a really famous person's life. Mm-hmm. And so by doing that, like I could go, they have those, microfiche. those microfiche machines. I know like one. I know them really oh. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there like, you go. I, yeah. I mean like it was one of those things where they had basically anything you want at your fingertips is at 42nd Street. No, they, they, they can bring it to you. Yeah. And uh, also I want to introduce uh, Mr. Andrew Schultz. He's Hi. one of the funniest comedian and you can see him all the time right here at the Comedy Cellar. So the Comedy Cellar is the number one comedy club in the world. And Andrew's one of the funniest comedians. I'm one yeah. of the funniest. Yeah. Are, you, are you trying to say that just say stuff? I'm just saying, just funny. Literally one of the 50 funniest comedians <laughs> performing at the. No, I would, I would say that's a fact. Yeah, yeah it is. A, <laughs> I would say it's an absolute fact. I, I think I think. What is so. your accent? What, and, uh, no, I'm answer. What's your, what's your accent? Uh, what is he? Uh, Arab. You're Arab? Uh, what kind? He's talking about your accent, not my. I don't have an Egyptian accent. And I'm Egyptian and Kuwaiti. I'm Egyptian, Egyptian and, and Kuwaiti. Yeah. What, Christian? Muslim? Muslim. Muslim? Okay, good. You, Muslim. Guys, you guys can get along. That's good. Yeah, that's why we have it's this show. It's harmony. Yeah, okay, it's, good. Uh, we, uh, it's a show where we talk about Jews a lot as well. And that's Stephen good. Calabria, one of our booker and uh, producer for the show. Do Muslims back. have a good sense of humor? No. They do. Yes, we do. I would argue the worst. Yeah. No. <laughs> I would literally say the worst sense of humor. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I do a podcast, Brilliant Idiots, and, and I was just talking. I've been reading the Quran. Yeah. Right? I've been trying to get through this book for, for a year. It's been a y- years I've been trying to get through it. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, are you reading it? Are you reading it in Arabic? Oh my God! Is yeah. it funny? That's, and that's the other thing that, that you use it. Like you read a passage and it's yeah. just like kill everybody. Like no, you don't understand the Arabic. <laughs> exactly. It's the Arabic. Exactly. It's totally different in Arabic. Yeah, it's absolutely different. No, I, th- this is the thing. The point is, I, on the same podcast, I was talking about a couple. I was basically describing the difference between Muslims and Islam, yeah. right? And how that you know, if you treat all Muslims as if they follow Islam exactly to the Quran. It's very mm-hmm. unfair, just like you don't treat all Christians like they follow uh, you know, Leviticus and Deuteronomy it's a, exactly as it was written. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, you have Christians you have Christians and Muslims are very the same way, but we can criticize these ideologies. That's okay. We should do that, right? Man, the same podcast, I also said that Jesus could be gay. He was fucking Mary Magdalene. Mm. No, whoa, Christian, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no Christian responded at all. Yeah. Dude, if you look at my instant Instagram DMs, my Twitter DMs, what you don't understand about the Quran, it was very blasphemous what you said about the Quran, over and over again. Yeah. So they just talked to you. They didn't kill you. See, we have sense of humor. Uh, you, need to be <laughs> like ca- we did. <laughs> you need to be careful about that stuff. Why? No, you, now you know me. Don't worry. You can, <laughs> you, <laughs> you'll, you'll, be, you'll be cool. First of all, no, I don't worry about that kind of. What, you really think that it's something that you're concerned with? No, he's a he's a Jew. They, you know, he's. No, no, he's just I, you're, you're being you're, you're joking around, but I and, and uh, you can't tell because it's a lousy sense of humor. But uh, <laughs> 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 we're cooking with gas, boys. We're cooking with gas. But trust me, that was very funny. But uh, I I do think that you you have to be careful. Yeah, I do. What what's gonna happen? Do you think somebody is going to criticize him in line and just do something about it afterwards? I think if he's if he's getting noticed online yeah for things which are uh, some Muslims are finding offensive yeah he is now in a a different universe of risk. It might still be a slight risk, but it's not in the same risk if you It's had, more risky yeah. than criticizing Judaism or criticizing uh Christianity. Yeah, yeah. yeah a little bit, Undeniable. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that part, but you know um, and 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 because you work in the comedy cellar, I have to be careful. I oh. feel that I am now the unwitting <laughs> companion in this in this universe of risk that you sucked us into when you and your big mouth. But well, you have a show. That, <laughs> so you do the show with this guy just so you're safe. Yeah, you, you have a show to defend Islam right here, so you can know that we are safe. And I have defended Islam. You have, you have, yes, you have. That's that's true. All right, so let's talk about the shooting today in uh, Alexandria, and just beha- because we have a lot of international listeners, ah, mostly because of me. Absolutely. I want to just say it's not about the shooting in Alexandria, Egypt, that ISIS did and killed a lot of people. We don't care about that. We're talking about Alexandria, Virginia, right? Today is that where it was? Alexandria? I yes. don't know. Yeah, Virginia. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I heard just a little bit about. It. I know. I know it was a it was a Bernie Sanders supporter. Yeah, this was Dallas a terrorist attack last summer where those police officers and the shooting. I mean, you asking me? No, I mean, I'm, I'm wondering. Like, I, so if his name is not Mohammed, I cannot tell you political this, violence. I can't tell you whether this was a terrorist attack, but I can tell you this: that the person who asks whether this was a terrorist attack is soft on Muslim terror. The only people who ask that question are people who are trying to set up some sort of competing no. terrorism in the world no. to try to, to, we, try to dilute absu- the, the focus on Muslim terror, which is fine. Absolutely I actually, not. I, I don't think this was a terrorist attack. Yeah. Uh, and. But I can I can see no my, the point to, what, I can see I can see the argument. It has to do about ideology, right? Is there a manuscript? We always hear about like white Christian terror. Yeah. Right? Is there a manuscript that said that white Christians should uh, should should do jihad or whatever you want to call it in Christianity? Yeah. If there is some literature that says that, right? That doesn't say turn the other cheek, but says blow people up or kill people, or whatever yeah. like that. If that's written somewhere, I'll start calling it terrorist attack every time. When KKK people kill so. 
kill a black guy, yeah. I consider that terrorist because they're indoctrinated through an ideology Absolutely. of hate. Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. So And when was the last time that happened? They, it doesn't happen. That's the other yeah. thing that's great. It's like it, Well, you, it doesn't happen because well, I mean, do you consider to Gabby Giffords being shot by that psycho Jared, what's his face? Lost you know, no. crazy I don't consider that to be a terrorist attack because that person was insane. This guy could very well be insane because he could have manifested. That, that's his, what I'm trying to say is like I mean, white people. Well, that's true. That's true. Well, terrorists can also be mentally and, uh, ill. So, so, so here's the thing. These terrorists absolutely could be mentally ill. They could be on the fringe of society. They could be suffering. The point is, it's, it's what happens when these people are suffering and they're taken advantage of by it, right? Like, so when, right. for example, yeah. some suffering people get taken into the, the Jewish faith, yeah. they don't blow up people. Well, and right, like, I would say this: if you're adopted yeah. into a temple, you don't go kill people on behalf of the temple. No, no, absolutely. Well, on behalf of the temple, that's that's the argument that I want to say. They don't do it on behalf of, of Islam. the mosque, yeah, 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 because it's 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 not what they think. But again, uh, Jews don't, you know, blow themselves. No, I'm going to tell you what the problem is. You can terrorism, as we know, is uh, violence in pursuit of a political ideology. Uh huh. He, and he was. And and you can make the case that you know. Even a lone wolf is committing violence, and so, so they say, "Well, then that's terror." And I guess that's right, but it doesn't. But it's not the whole picture. The rest of the picture is that is it an act which is going to have reverberations through everyday life of people? Meaning, when when a when a, an ISIS thing blows up something in in a concert, people all over the world are scared to send their kids to concerts. Yes. that is. Terrorism. That's the, the key. Whole, that's the key. As asymmetric warfare. But that's the key word you just say. All now, over the world, not only here. Not only even in Muslim wars. But, but even if it's but even if it's in, in England, then it's the, the 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 IRA. The point is that there's a there's a real effect of it. Uh -huh. I don't see some crazy Bernie Sanders supporter, whether it's in whether it's in pursuit of an ideology or it's simply because he thinks uh, 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 God told him to, or whatever it is. No matter what, it's not terror. It's not going to have it's not effective terrorism. How do you know that? This could totally have an effect on public policy. I, I, and this is my best friend, Stephen. Absolutely true. Uh, my, my issue isn't, isn't the effect that it has. My issue is who is telling this person to do it? And is there the a Lord. system yeah, the, well, the backing it up? So, is hold there, on. Exactly. But if you're, if you're talking about the Muslim faith as the organization, I don't think that's, that's right at all. Absolutely. Because I think, Debatable. But, right? but, I, but I do look at it this way. I mean... You, so this guy could be out of his mind. I I don't know. He don't could be out of his mind. Don't blame right. me. Sure. This guy could be out of his mind. I think the the ISIS kids who they're uh, you know they're preying on these like losers these these like kids who are coming out of like juvie to go blow themselves up to commit these acts of terror in, in Europe right now. I think those kids are probably not mentally stable. But you know, reading like the Looming Tower. Uh, Al Zawahiri, Osama bin Laden, those guys don't seem nuts. Maybe I'm missing something. They don't seem okay. not not to say. Well, I'm not saying well, like, oh, they're not they crazy. Just because they have rationality oh, doesn't mean exactly. they're not they don't, nuts. They don't seem like they're mentally ill. They seem I, like I they're like true argument, believers yeah. in this. Like, well, we, in this we've had thing. some experts and on so, here which said they're that Clint says that actually they're not mentally ill. That the people who arrive at this mm -hmm. late is a sign of mental illness. But people who are raised in this kind of thing or indoctrinated, know, indoctrinated that it's not mental. Can I just clarify my point? Then you get because two points went together. What I'm saying is that when people try to lift up some act and call it terrorism, when they know that it's not going to have any of the effect of the terrorism, which really, you know, 
concerns the world. What they are trying to do is put something other on the I see scale. your point. Your, your point is that no one came out afterwards and said, this is the first step in our actions to take on, you know, Republican baseball games. Like, this is going to be... As a citizen, I'm not... Yeah, like, this but, is, this is, but, I mean, it's like a freak occurrence. I'm not... I'm, but, but I'm worried to send my daughter to concerts. We do have mass but shootings, my, though, you know, all the time. We do have what? We have mass shootings. I'll be honest with you. When I heard that there was a shooting in Alexandria, Virginia, I thought... Mass shooting. We don't really pay a lot of attention to mass shootings these days. We really don't you because there's so many them. of them. But and there's just so many of them too. But that if are we there really that many compared time, to how many people are in the country? Uh, I you know I don't know the statistics, but I know that you know mass shooting today and then in Wisconsin and in California and wherever yeah. it seems like a hell of a lot of I them. I mean, there's well, a mass shooting we every weekend in Chicago. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Like nobody well, cares about. But every weekend there's a mass well, shooting. But, uh, and, and to be honest with you, definition of I mass shootings out here. But he's doing the same thing I complain about. He, he's no, trying to he's yeah. trying to put something at the other end of well, the scale. Well, well, I'll be honest with Chicago. I consider gang warfare in a lot of ways. I would consider that an act of terrorism mm -hmm. because there's an ideology behind it that yeah. says kill these people is, so yeah. we can spread our caliphate, if uh, you will. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's, no, it's yeah. really no different in a lot of ways. I so, yeah, I, I think so it is. My, my, my response to no is Wouldn't like, we criticize gangs? Yeah, absolutely. So, absolutely. And, and my response to no is not that I'm trying to do. So I'm trying to like, here's the problem. Terrorist attack has become, and you can't you can deny that, has become only Muslims. Only. And that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say when Muslim committed is not terrorist attack. It is. But so is other people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But Muslims are the only ones doing it every month. Yeah, that's true. Like, it used to be Irish. Nobody yeah. was talking about Muslims, yeah. right? Yeah, But true. it was Irish for a while. It was yeah. the Spanish. It was yeah. uh, Etta or whatever they were. Flan. But I, 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 I got I to say, say something. I got to say something. I have a lot of respect that Andrew actually tried to read Quran. The only person that I met I've was... I've even read Co some hadiths. Yeah, was Colin Cohen and, and Andrew because I think they were trying to... Um, to really understand, and and I do now. Like when I like I read it all the time, but now I'm reading it as like, does it really say that? And I know it doesn't, you know, in a lot of things. But you have to understand that. So this is one of the things. How many people have you have you seen them taking that step and being like, okay, I want to know the truth. Me personally, I want to read that book, you know. So you should understand. Look, there's a lot of unfair criticism of 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 uh, Islam. Like you know, people make this stupid argument about Muhammad marrying a nine year old. Uh, and like he's a pedophile. Uh, marriages back in the day were about uniting tribes. Exactly. They were political decisions, right? So w there are things that are contextual, obviously, a lot of unfair Absolutely, stuff. yeah. But that doesn't mean that there's certain things that we can't criticize. Yeah. There's no doubt that following the doctrine of the Quran in, uh, what is it, 6th century Arabia kept you alive. Yeah. I guarantee it, it made life better. Yeah. It's antiquated now, just like the Bible is, just like the Old Testament. Yeah. They're all antiquated. We could step it up. If I see you with a, a fucking flip phone, I'm going to look at you and go, <laughs> yeah. come on, what are you doing with the flip like phone? Like in the Quran said, well, before war, prepare all the horses. Are you going to prepare horses now? It's obviously a metaphor, you know? Let's talk about Jews for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> how you guys get just get don't get any criticism I love and you like terrorists everything you t like let's talk about Israel and uh, Jack what do you think well, well no I mean are you Israel no for or against are you, no criticism are you, are you Jewish no I'm not Jewish actually. I like you more okay uh, go ahead wow <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a Roman Catholic okay uh, I, so we don't like them either oh. you don't like the Jews either no I love the Jews I grew up in I, you know I grew up around you know I went to more bar mitzvahs when I was a kid. And and he's even a more unusual person. Mitzvahs. He's an Irish Catholic who actually spent a lot of time around Jews who doesn't hate the Jews. Usually the ones who've never been them, though. That's great. <laughs> that's so funny. That, that's so. What about the uh, second uh, mass shooting today? Anybody heard about it? Yeah, the UPS one. UPS, yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? 
Listen, can we talk about more about the the, the Congress uh, woman, Cong- shooting congressman that was shot? Yeah, it's it's just astounding to me. So you don't like the UBS guy because well, he's I don't, a UBS I don't guy. know about that. No, it's just astounding to me how uh, how tongue tied everybody is when it's a, Sand- a Sanders supporter. When obviously, if this was a mm-hmm. Trump supporter, right, they would be going to town. I mean, they would be going to town about the right wing rhetoric and their, I mean, it's just it's unbelievable to me how they just. Look at all these well, racist yeah. shows. Since Trump has been in office, there's I, wait, all these racist acts. I know. Acts. I, know, no. I, know I, I would make the defense though that you know Bernie Sanders hasn't talked about you know violent uh, confrontations at his rallies. Right, but but that's, that's exactly the point, which has is he, that it's it is correlation but not causation. When somebody just some psychotic person starts shooting up the place and points to the rhetoric of Sarah Palin or the Lord or uh, you know anything that they read somewhere or Bernie Sanders. But is that what defined him? But does Sanders, yeah, happened. but does Sanders even really do like the we're in a war, state of war kind yes, of thing? Yes, every tweet war? is I can't believe what the Republicans are doing. I can't believe that but they that's, would but do that's this. Not this war. many people, not war essentially. But right. what you're doing is you're creating a villain. You're creating an enemy, right? People are too stupid to research the issues. So all you have to do is paint the other side as 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 villainous or disgusting in some way, so that you can, can uh, get people continue to vote for you. So what they did is they painted them as disgusting, and it's easy to kill somebody that you view as disgusting. Look, he's he's. If you're going to blame Trump, I'm, you have to blame I, I'm Sanders. I'm sorry. If, 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 if you're a Palestinian mm-hmm. and you hear somebody with like really uh, uh, harsh rhetoric about the Israelis, but you're actually oppressed if you're a Palestinian. You know, you, know, you go through the life of a Palestinian in, in, in the West Bank and then you go out and shoot somebody. I can almost, you know, I, I wouldn't call that person mentally ill. That, that really, the rhetoric can lead some to it. But whoever this guy is, this is all like fantasy to him. Is his his life is is not he's not oppressed. He's he's not. There's nothing Trump has done which has affected him. There's nothing going on to get him to go out and commit mass well, murder. We're not, we're not sure. Some some nonsense that he's hearing when it's not like anybody took his. He didn't. Maybe I'm wrong. No, no. He yeah. didn't lose his health care. He no, didn't no, lose his home. No, like no. there's nothing that happened to this guy. No, no. You are only wrong. a psychotic, crazy person goes and shoot cool, people. No, up no. That. He was know. going to meet a senator for a problem. So he, there's What's the problem? A, we don't know yet. But he was there. He had an appointment with that one. Well, of the that senator. could be just why he made. That's why he made the appointment. Made the appointment. To shoot him. Just, yeah, yeah. I don't think he had a real problem. It's a good plan. If anybody listening from back home. So the point is, is this a turning point for liberal politics? Like, are we seeing an event in history that forces liberals to look at how radical they've become? They, I mean, me, I no, identify no, as no, liberal. No, nothing could get them to do that. You, you don't think? No. I mean, you don't because think it's, a it's murder? Not, I, I don't blame the liberals for it. You don't uh, yeah, well, and that's and Bernie Sanders came out right away and made a statement of how it disgusted him. But yeah, I, I, I also think that, you know, Bernie Sanders is his political power was kind of revealed this week a little bit in like Virginia, where you know, his candidate for governor right. just completely flat flatlined uh, a guy who probably had, you know, a guy who had establishment support from Washington liberal uh, groups like Center for American Progress, where he like fell flat in his face in those uh, Washington, D.C. suburbs. I think it goes to show that Bernie Sanders is probably the reason he had so much success was because his opponent was named Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Not not so much because Bernie Sanders, a independent who's writing op-eds about what Democrats should be doing for their party. You know, I, I think you got to remember Bernie Sanders was a guy who ran in the 1970s. He ran like eight races and you know would finish with like five percent, six percent, eight percent. He's he was on the fringes. He struck uh, you know lightning because he. Uh, th- 
was one of the only people willing to stand up to the establishment. And I think that's what resonated with people. But for them, and for the most part, they like his kind of like New Dealish, like I'm, you know, a no, no nonsense liberal. They like that stuff. But I, I think in general, you, you're going to see guys like those John Ossoffs and that guy Ralph Northam who will do his liberal thing, but also do his conservative thing as well. I think that's probably like where we're going to see politics go back to. We're, we're suffering through a, a period of lack of faith in institutions. Mm-hmm. And Bernie Sanders is, I think, like an embodiment of that. Like, so he's, so we're going to we're gonna let Grandpa, exactly. We're going to let Grandpa from Vermont and, uh, and, and Donald Trump, who's like, basically he's like a burn it down candidate. I mean, and that, I think that's probably actually why we're seeing a little bit of his, his collapse in the polls, not only because of his obsession with Russia because as much as Democrats could be upset with Russia, the president's obsessed with like clearing his name in some mm. ways or like getting over. He likes having an adversary, a battle, and he wants to win. He wants that yeah. chance to dominate. Mm. I think uh, that's probably what we're seeing. Now we're, you know, they're like, okay, well, let's get back to running the country. And I think that's why you're seeing this like kind of... Can I say one thing about Trump that he's absolutely right about? Uh, not paying contractors. A thousand percent right about this. A <laughs> thousand percent right. I am renovating my apartment right now, and these garbage piece of shit humans are fucking me over, bleeding me dry. They won't bring a plumber in. They won't bring an electrician. I, com- I can't imagine if you had a billion dollars at stake yeah. in, in a development. I don't Dude, even have... I have cl- never had a, hired a contractor who deserved to get paid. Not, Not once in my entire life. Yeah, it's crazy. Did I say that at the time? You've said that many times, actually. Uh, Defending Trump. I also have... It's the only thing I'll defend him on. So, to Andrew's point about uh, how this could or could not be something that affects the the liberal base, like whether they take a long look in the mirror. Jack, don't you also think that part of the reason why they might not is because the news cycles are so quick these days that in a week, uh, this is going to be just another thing. Or in a few days. Yeah, in some ways, I was surprised that like the Kumbaya moment has lasted through the evening. And we, we actually might not be seeing that. We're not looking at our phones right now. Right. But, uh, yeah. well, well, I just got a news alert. Right? Trump just visited Scalise in the hospital. Oh, okay. So that's uh, well, yeah, and, and, and he was he was a little bit more conciliatory today than he's been ever. But then you got like Junior tweeting about like, look, this is why we can't have Shakespeare, you know, doing that and all that stuff. That's all distractions and like uh, distractions. I mean, uh, that's the easiest thing to be like, oh, well, this is a distraction. This is what you should be paying attention to. I think. There's been so much going on, like, uh, as far as um, just, like, with with this presidency, because he, he's, uh, so, he's so active, and there's also, he's creating such, like, a, it's like pig pen, where, like, the cloud is just keeps moving along with him, and you can't get escape it. Uh, he also is so much less disciplined. So when you have, like, a, a political leader like that, you're going to see that you know, exhibit itself all throughout Washington. I mean, these guys like Paul Ryan, if, if they had their choice, they would have like, you know, focused on their legislative agenda. Meanwhile, president's just like, ah, tweet. So we can't, we can't like keep that focus. This, I think actually he maybe realized was like a sobering moment for him and like, okay, I can't do this. But what I think we're seeing the Washington Post report that uh, the special counsel is investigating obstruction of justice. Right. I don't see how President Trump doesn't keep his, you know, just doesn't go and do something about that tomorrow morning at the earliest. First of all, it, it, well, I have a lot to say about this whole thing, but uh, I don't believe anything I read anymore. And yeah, that's a big absolutely. problem. It's yeah. a big problem because clearly there is a conduit between, look, someone leaks something, and if that leak turns out to be false, then we presume the guy was lying, mm-hmm. right? So you have a conduit between 
leakers, but they're not really leakers, liars who, who obviously want to undermine the president, to major news organizations who credulously put it out there, and it's coming up to be false with some regularity. Mm. As Give me a good example. Uh, that the, the one that Comey had to admit was false in the New York Times about all the Trump campaign staffers uh, meeting with... Uh, no, that was the Post, I think. No, it was the no, New York was Times. The, the, yeah, it was the Michael Schmidt report. I, yeah, yeah. And I'll give you another example. When they, when they said that uh, Comey never... But Co- but Comey said, did Comey say that was false? And I'm asking yes, genuinely. He, he, said, he said it was he false. Said it, he said there was the, uh, the repeated meetings or something like that, repeated communication. Yeah, he said, I think, he, was not, not said it was false. He said that it was... That, you, that, so, that he, 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 he tried to track it down, couldn't find anything, and he says the people who are reporting about this stuff are getting it wrong because they don't have access to the material to begin with. So like, he was, he was, he, I went on book tour, so I don't yeah. know. There's <laughs> another example where they said that uh, Comey was going to refute that he ever told Trump that he wasn't under investigation. And then sure enough, Comey does it. So, I mean, you, you watch all the president's men, all the dramatic scenes were... Uh, what's his name? Ben Bradley uh, refusing to run the stories because he needed confirmation from a not so they so they're running this stuff and and like my father used to say when he used to come in and catch somebody doing something wrong in the olive trees say what are the odds yeah, that, that this is the only that this the is the only time, time it's happening yeah. Yeah. what are the odds that these few stories are are the only time that these stories are false yeah. so you left you really don't know what's true anymore and then you add another layer so Comey does this kind of sneaky innuendo about um, Jeff Sessions. Well, there's another reason that we knew he was going to have to recuse himself, but I'll say it in closed session. So then he says in closed session that there's some third meeting, but then Sessions goes... Which we've known about for a long time. Maybe, and Sessions goes out and denies it. And they call meetings like like greetings at a at a at a at a, at a fundraiser or whatever fundraiser, is, yeah. is a meeting. I mean that's already tendentious language. Well, I wonder I wonder if the that reason was because they were getting intercepts from Russia that was saying like Kislyak reporting back saying I had this conversation with Jeff Sessions and so the, maybe, maybe. I, that could be it. Mm-hmm. I mean maybe they should. But the point is that in the end you have a situation where we were told that Trump is colluding with Russia. And now more and more, they never even mention that. There's certainly, after almost a year, not one fact. A guy like me who, who like, will always accept the fact. Just tell me one fact. I'm like, I'm, get rid of Trump. I'm fine. Impeach him. Like, I don't, I don't have any, there's no love lost. But tell me one fact. So now Trump is reacting. Let's just say for the sake of argument, <laughs> he, there is no fact. So he's reacting clumsily in reaction yeah. to all these things. And, that also and in that reaction, he says, you know, could you give uh, Flynn a break? And now the domino has fallen. They finally got him to do something stupid. Now they want to impeach him for obstruction of justice. Mm-hmm. When really this whole thing is brought about the fact that they're all <laughs> this was fucking attacking him that never yeah. happened. Well, you're describing Watergate, kind of. Well, no, I think what you're of, saying of is a, there was a, no of, justice uh, the, needed. Now, no, and, but and the, the, question the, president, the president who, who, gets, who is probably not involved in these stupid, dirty tricks. No, but Nixon are, was involved. No, in, we don't know in, that. In, yes, ta- in, know. Tapping, in tapping those phones into breaking into those offices into you know, playing these like... No, but he was involved in the slush fund. He was involved in the enemies list. He was involved in... the enemies list isn't what they impeached him for. No. I mean, they didn't get impeached. Oh, well, right. Well, they were, but they were going to impeach him, and they were going to convict him. It looked like. I mean, he believed it well enough to to flee office within days. But they this, caught him. They, they caught him trying to shut down an investigation. Nixon was a crook. Trump. We have. I'm not saying Trump is not a crook, but somebody's got to tell me. Listen, he's a crook. Show me what he did. I'm, yeah, uh, and I'm yeah. not. I'm not saying Trump's a crook. That I know Trump's a crook. But so I'm, now you have a guy who now he can he can pardon Flynn, right? He could pardon Flynn. 
I suppose, yeah. Yeah, didn't uh, Bush pardon Scooter Lee? Or maybe he didn't pardon Scooter Lee. But he, but, but he didn't, and he that didn't. was a but, big But Clinton pardoned Mark Rich. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can pardon. So he says, the guy's suffering enough. You think you could give him a break? I hope you can give him a break. Now, it's true. That could be like pressuring language. I get that. And then he never mentions it again. And never. And then <coughs> uh, he, he says, I could pardon him, but you know, I hope you give him a break. I already humiliated him. This is This is nothing. Like this, to me, this I'm sure this kind of thing so goes on. This is all. This is only something well, because you know, we actually, not I think, stop I think maybe one of the reasons that Trump engages in it or potentially engages in it is because he believes that's how the system works. It's an FBI. So he's like, well, what's yeah, the yeah. deal? Now, I can I can meet yeah. with the FBI director in private when actually that does not happen. Yeah. And okay, even, but, it used but, to, you know it used yeah. to happen. You know with LBJ and yeah. used to happen with Richard Nixon. Right. But it doesn't happen anymore, oh. and for for good reason because we have a you know. Okay. Uh, but but, but, but part line. of the part of the reason anybody ought to be punished for anything is a corrupt. So motivation. Let, let, let me let me ask you something quick. You, he he runs he runs the country as a business. We we agree with that. I now you that, now you no but a lot of people uh, do. <laughs> <laughs> but if you tell Liz somebody did something wrong and you tell Liz um, just give him a break, what's going to happen? You as the owner of the comedy seller and you tell your manager, oh, just give him a break. He didn't ask her for what's no, going to happen. I think you're missing my point. There's, there's no, he I, is. You know, no, I'm, I see your point. No, what I'm, but I'm also saying is that there is still stuff that has not been uh, figured out. They don't. There, I think, and also what you saw this week too is a incuriosity. I guess if that's a, even a word, of not interested in being in what happened with Russia and potentially with American actors. Because, for example, I mean, Comey's saying that there were no meetings between Trump associates and Russian officials or Russian actors. I don't know if he Whereas, said that. He just said well, the story was false. He said the but, story was false. Well, yeah. see, that, and that's the thing. I mean, like, what are, we, what are we parsing here then? Because, like, Carter Page has said, well, yeah, I've had, I had meetings and all that stuff. And some other but, people... But I didn't read the they're, story. They're still, right, they're still trying to... But they're still trying to figure out what exactly happened because, uh, you know, to, to source Hillary Clinton, and I'm sure she's the one who's probably pouring over this stuff more than anything, was... How did did they have did the Russians have help in directing their operations? Dude, if I were in Trump, I would be fucking livid and right now. If Trump and if and maybe Trump didn't know about this, but Trump also doesn't want people to find out about this. And I think that's also the other. It's like the same thing with Nixon, where the, the people were engaging in dirty tricks, and Nixon had, had plausible deniability, didn't want to know about it. But then once it got to his doorstep, he realized I got to shut it down, and that's where is, he got isn't caught there, up. Isn't there something wrong? With bringing the nation, listen, you have a democracy. People have the right. This sucks. Yeah, people, but people I agree have the with right you. to have their. They vote for an agenda, and they have a right to have that agenda followed through on. Now they now, and of course we know. I mean, on both sides, on everywhere. The the, 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 the motivation is all is not that they're outraged with obstruction of justice. The, the motivation is to shut down Trump's agenda. Obviously, if it was Obama suspected same, they wouldn't be the same. People wouldn't be calling for. It's political. So isn't there something wrong with the people being denied? the fruits of their election when after for 7 months when nobody can point to one fact here's what's here's what's wrong one well maybe if trump here's controlled the, congress he could, oh it's, what, it's, no, here's the thing it's i mean <laughs> just, it's, it's no, like no. one of those things where like they can't they can't even get their own shit in order so if they're going to blame the russia investigation in some ways and they probably i mean it is a huge distraction and they can't get out of their own way but I, I'm still but like, politics. you know, they, but they, go ahead, go ahead Andrew. Actually, there's people, yeah, in, there's people in swing districts. There just, are people in swing districts and, 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 and that adds up. That's the math. It's not, uh, you sure. know, they won the election. My, my, my concern about this is he gets, I would prefer him to get impeached for actually colluding. Of my course. concern is that he gets impeached for nothing and 30% of the country lights everything martyr. on fire. 
They will be uh, fucking furious. Well, he's not going to get impeached, so I don't think. Let, all right, maybe he won't get impeached, but let's say he does get impeached for some bullshit. Yeah. For some absolute nonsense, right? For obstruction of justice, yeah. that is, when there was nothing to have to Im- impose yeah. justice upon, right? You have a third of the country that will go apeshit, man. They're going to go Yeah, but they're going to go apeshit. I mean, people are going to get crazy about this. There, there are partisans on all sides. They're going to be people are going to go crazy if he, that he doesn't get impeached because they're certain. I mean, I, I was talking to people uh, and. Who were like, oh well, maybe Hillary will still be president. This is like Get January. The fuck? Yeah. I, they, I like, voted for her. I don't they, even they, want her to be president. There's, yeah. there's only one scenario, and people are believing, which is that he wanted to uh, go easy on Flynn because Flynn had dirt on Trump, and he was worried about Flynn turning state's evidence or something like that. If that's the case, that would be serious. But other than that, what I don't really. I still care. actually think there is something serious, and this is something probably better for somebody like Clint. But of like what the future is going to be if like Jeff Sessions is like, oh, I'm not interested in what happened with Russia and President Trump's not interested in what happened with Russia and what they might do again in the future. I think that is actually something Sessions we should didn't say he wasn't interested. He said he, he, he said kept, he, he, he never got well, he said I never got briefings never got and brief, I never though. asked for a briefing. He's, and, you know, he can say, well, I, I if I had, they would have been all over me anyway. But, you know, he would he hadn't recused himself until what March 2nd I think so and and even before that when he was a United States senator having meetings with Russian officials all of a sudden he became like a foreign policy well, advisor he's not a CIA guy but he became a foreign policy advisor to the president this guy who really had not had much of a foreign policy background all of a sudden he's having no, conversations I, with ambassadors I mean as you turn John he would just concern, saying, he would concern himself I believe and he, I'm wrong with American citizens involved in colluding with top, Russia top law enforcement official who has to, you know, and that part of the protection against what's going to happen in, with the future of, of Russian meddling, which they seem very interested in as Europe. But is there any well. evidence of any American citizen who's been involved in this stuff that Sessions would then need to be interested in? I, I just don't, I haven't heard that yet. I think, it, but it's about protecting American systems, which I think they're just the administration does not seem to be very interested in. I think that. What about I, I'm Manafort? Not, I'm not saying it's like nothing. Man, Manafort, the whole other thing of like they're saying. I mean, I, I've seen what I can say from reporting of that, uh, you know, Manafort had this relationship with a Russian oligarch a long time ago, though there's been some sort of falling out with them as well. But could they have... These oligarchs are and, very touchy. And could, yeah, <laughs> could they? Well, I think it was a money thing. Very easy to piss and them off. He, he was a contractor and he was not getting paid, I think. Oh. Uh, <laughs> good. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, like, there, there's some conversation of, well, did they bring, you know, Manafort back into the fold after he rose in Trump's orbit? Because how the hell would they have known that Paul Manafort was going to get hired by Donald Trump? Wasn't Manafort All that stuff, hired but, by Russia to influence the Ukrainian election? Uh, back uh, almost a decade before so he got is, involved in okay, Trump. Okay, so this is 10 and, years but he, ago. He was, he still but he's a, a bottom a, feeder, too. A long-term Manafort, contract. Right? Yeah, he was known as one of, like, you know, the guys you go to yeah. in Eastern Europe. But isn't that affecting Trump's job? I mean, like, I think Trump would have done a lot in the past period if they have not distracted him all that time. Because I think foreign policy so far, he's doing great. Well, look and at I'm the not beginning. a Trump Look supporter. at the beginning of the administration. You like yeah. the ban? You like the travel ban? No, not I, I said international. You know, oh. a relationship. Uh, oh, I thought you, you said know. foreign policy. Uh, did I say yeah foreign policies yeah right, yeah right. I mean uh, more of a relationship that he established with the Middle East and Asia and you know I think he's doing a good job you know what do you think that, about the Qatar situation oh wait, wait we've Qatar. been saying that for years they should have done that years ago 
You but know? isn't all the money coming from Saudi? Haven't they traced back all this terrorist organization uh, money? We don't back? talk bad about the Saudis on this podcast. Is that right? <laughs> Tell me why. Dog's <laughs> Do they buy this block? Is there something I, I don't may know? or may not uh, have some relationships with some of those important Saudis. <laughs> <laughs> so. I hung out with a gay Saudi prince. <laughs> there are no gay Saudis. There Saudi. are no gay Saudis. <laughs> hey, when they hang out in the <laughs> East Village, curious. they are. I'll Didn't tell you that much. Say, no talk about the Saudis in this podcast. Yeah, but, no uh, yeah. gay Saudi prince. So, uh, he was, dude. Absolutely. No, they, he they, tightened they, it up when he went back there, but when he was here, he dude, was out please, there in the world. Please, please, I have a family. Please. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, I think... I think um, uh, the Qatar, it's a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's a little concerned. <laughs> the Qatar is, is the right situation. Uh, Debu, can we go to the uh, Forbes um, uh -oh, most powerful... <clears throat> 20 people. Let's go with number 20. Let's uh, can, see can, can I say one more thing? Yeah, go ahead. Just like the birther thing, which, you know, when we first, all, when we all first heard about the birther thing, before we knew anything, well, really? Is it possible? Why wasn't he showing the birth certificate? Yeah. Then you realize, no, this was actually just a cynical, unpatriotic way to undermine a sitting president of the United States. If this Russia thing turns out to be the same thing, it's going to be really upsetting to a lot of people. I think I think you can see a big backlash against the the left on this. 2018, 2020 is gone for them if they don't if they don't find something. If this turns yeah. out to be nothing, yeah, like really Absolutely. turned out to be nothing, like, like birtherism, it, like birtherism, that didn't really back, backfire for the Republican Party when you think about it. No, but he got elected that, twice. You're right about yeah. that, but but I think that this will be a backlash. I think there will be a backlash because people like me. We're looking at this. Are gonna are like I listen. I need healthcare fixed. I run a business. It's a fucking disaster. I need taxes reformed. Tax system is a fucking disaster. It affects my employment. It affects. It's like, is this is this all going to be denied to me? Am my employees going to be without health all because of some fucking fantasy Russia thing, which which was being done by some, as I say, credulous reporters at the major who hate Trump, and then and the whole country is just denied all this. This is serious. To I me. think the idea that Russia, what what comes of Russia, is a valid, you know, point. But uh, if you look at what the Democrats, their private polling right now is saying, healthcare, economic issues, people do not care about Russia in those Midwest swing states, and therefore they they think that maybe that they could tie the president up with this Russia stuff. Or I I don't think they're some of the people like Mark Warner and Diane Feinstein are necessarily trying to tie him up. I think they're trying to get to the bottom of it. And it's just a... I like Feinstein. Like, it's like a lingering, a festering wound for the president. He wants to just like, you know, cauterize it, get it out. And uh, and they want to get actually to like what the future is because they don't want the Russians to feel that they can influence the elections in the future. Mm -hmm. So I, I think there's... And, and that therefore the president, you know, is also kind of like drawing swords. And so then all of a sudden... He's it's a big, such an idiot. It's a big bloody fight. Yeah. I, I still think, though, in the end, you're going to see the ads. The ads aren't going to be Trump colluded with Russia. The ads are going to be, you know, he's taking away your health care, that kind of stuff. Yeah. The whole, the whole thing really bothers me. Go ahead. You want to? So, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So, starting at number 20. Uh, the this is, uh, yeah, Ooh. Forbes. Forbes what? Most powerful people. Uh, we're just going to go quickly through it. I, wanna, I want your world. opinion. In the world. All right, so number 20 is Benjamin Netanyahu. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Local favorite. I just got this for you, Noel. <laughs> Why are we reading this? Because <laughs> I like it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> number 19, Jamie so, Dimon. So, yeah, keep going. I uh, just want to see if you agree. Do you think, uh, uh, no, do you think Benjamin Netanyahu is, uh, should be in this list? I, I think he's uh, uh, 21. 
<laughs> but we <laughs> yeah, clearly he's a he's a he's a big guy on the on the world stage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Andrew, you like him? Absolutely. I mean, not like him or not like he, him. He's, he's powerful. It's, yeah. it's undeniable. Absolutely. Israel right. yields uh, immense power. I just, I just count. Did you did you count up how many Jews there are already? You must have. Yeah, they're already <laughs> in our list. No, Jamie, not, not Jamie, the, Jamie Diamond is Jewish. Is not, he Jewish? Not, yeah, of course. Not this list. We have another list. Uh, I think he's. I don't know that he's Jewish. Ali Hosseini Khamenei. He's the leader of Iran. Uh, yes. Yeah, the speech, uh, the spiritual leader yeah, of the, Iran. He runs things. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Carlos Slim at seventeen. Okay. Who's he? The, See, the, the Latin American. Yeah. Uh, Mexican uh, telecom conglomerate. Yeah. See, this is you know Sa- Saudi yeah. king in sixteen. I don't think so. I think he's more powerful than that. Okay, come on, let's let's Why? keep going faster. Keep faster. going. All right. So, what time are you going to scroll it? Or let's let's go. Why don't we do the top ten? We haven't got time for top twenty. All right. So number. You think t- that the Saudi king aren't they our the, lapdogs? Don't they just do what we tell them? Whoa. Actually, it's interesting. Fourteen is Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Theresa May. <laughs> Lee. Kak- <laughs> Sorry, I, I took Chinese okay, in high school. Zuck, I think Zuckerberg's higher. Yeah, I, I people people underestimate the power that this guy has. This kid is unbelievable. It's true. And Modi, uh, yeah. he's performing downstairs. But uh, Neron, what is that? The president That's of India. That's a diversity like pick. That, that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know who that on, is, but it's not, why, see, why Bill Gates number seven? Uh, I don't know. One because of the richest foundation. In the world? And, uh, yeah, but you know, is, is he powerful? Who's He's Janet money. Yellen, United States Fed chair. What's this lady doing on the list? Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, no, what does she do? What Woman she in do? the she list. Controls monetary policy. She's chair of the U.S. Pope, Federal Reserve System. Pope Francis. Okay, yeah. and number three, yeah. Merkel. Number two, Trump, and number one. Anyone want to take a guess? Come on, Vlad. There you go. Huh. I think you got to switch that up. With who? I don't think Vlad, Vlad's. I don't think Vlad's top ten. Oh wow! I don't think he yields world power. I think he yields power within Russia, which is a you know a cruise ship, absolutely independent uh, from everybody else. But uh, I don't think it's world power. What world power? I mean, he's he's. Look, we talk about Russia all the time here now. We talk they, about him, but yeah. what are we talking about him in terms of how they're I mean, implementing their power on us? But if it's well, true, Syria maybe. The, if it's the, true, the. Uh, I mean, plus how you want to consider what makes you the most powerful. Like, it, which one of them could think of something in their head and make it happen real in the world? Yeah. And then how how big a thing could they think of and still make it happen? I guess number three, Putin and Trump could both destroy the world. Let's say They're the only ones on the list True. could do that. But I don't think either of them are going to do that. So then I don't know. I, I I don't know how to. I don't. It's I don't understand the list. I don't know how to. Donald Trump, at least representing the United States, yields immense power over the rest of the world. There are no Russian yes. bases in America. Yeah. Right? There are uh-huh. no Russian bases. I don't even know if there's Russian bases all over the Middle East. Maybe one in Iran. One in Syria. One in Syria. Yeah. But, like, in terms of actual power, what can they do? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm getting. Like, one way of power is like what, what you could do, but you would never do. Like, Trump sure. could probably lower the standard of living of everybody on the planet economically if he chose to, you know, do whatever he... But he's not going to do that. I think right? it might be ascendancy. Is how they look at this as like, you know, who had the biggest year uh, of power. Like a and man so, of so if he's, you know, if Europe is, you know, quaking at the knees about Vladimir Putin moving on them, and if the United States intelligence agencies issue a report saying that, you know, the Russian government directed uh, active measures against the United States election, the French election, the German election... 
Uh, and then also you talk about his propping up uh, Bashar al-Assad and how really Assad is still probably in power and going to remain in power because of Vladimir that, Putin's support. The, I think that's the key one. I mean, like, you, yeah. you, you kind of like, you, just, you do like a quick scan of like where, you know, that kind of influence but, happened in 2016. Then sure. he, he, had a, he had a good year, you know. Question, but the question is this, with the Assad and Syria thing is, there's no other option. If there was one reasonable option yeah. left in Syria, we'd mm. put all of our weapons and money behind it, and then Assad be out fucking tomorrow. I think that's There's what they wanted to no do. That's what that's what senators like John McCain wanted to do in like 2013. Yeah, and we did. We didn't go that way. We decided, you know. Barack Obama wanted a formal declaration from Congress, and Congress right. wasn't willing to back him up. Right, he didn't really want it. He didn't want. He well, he didn't want to be the imperial president. Right, he thought, well, Panetta, this is what I was elected to do. You and I spoke about this in Panetta's book. He said that Obama. Uh, I used to remember the phrase. I don't remember now, but Obama never really was serious about the declaration. He asked for the declaration because he knew he wouldn't get it. That's what uh, Panetta said. Yeah, sense. he did, he didn't want it to be on him. He didn't want it to be the same thing of a unilateral move. He didn't want to do it, and he knew if he went to Congress, they would vote him down. That's what Panetta said. You know, Panetta was there. So. Hmm. so we were talking about something before we get here. Would you be comfortable doing a top 10 comedians that ever perform at the cellar? No. I know. No, no. Why not? What about ever? No. Uh, in the com- not, not in the cellar. Comedy in general. Sens- so I, I'm no expert on that. Are comedians right? more sensitive than uh, radical Islamists? <laughs> <laughs> what are you more afraid of? That is the question. <laughs> Both of them really. <laughs> <laughs> my daughters! <laughs> Both have an impact on my daughters. Yeah. So you think that if they get upset, they will do something? Who, the comedian? <laughs> yeah. No. I, I have a terrible urge to look up what Panetta's language was. It's like OCD. All right. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. So, so, what's your comment on this most powerful list? Well, I, I, I agree. I think he had a great point with uh, Putin. Like, uh, he, he was the one that Assad was uh, staying in power because of, you know. And I think number three is the real leader of the world right now. You know. Um, Who? Angela, Angela Merkel? Merkel? Yeah. Angela. Angela. Ange, you Ange. think Ange, Ange, Ange is, is the number real one? leader? She have the whole European nations behind her, and and she's like now she's like even in the Middle East. They she has the whole European nations behind her, but she can't lead them because Europe will not do anything. Europe is not going to raise an army. Europe, the, the world is rudderless right now because yeah. the there's a vacuum. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know if it's a, yes. I, don't, I don't know if it's a vacuum because a vacuum would imply someone else has to step in. What I'm saying is that nobody can step in because the United States is the only one that can lead. And if the United States chooses not to lead, it just flounders by. People will just bide their time. I believe that the, in the capitals of Europe, they're saying, let's just wait this out. Four years from now, there'll be a new American president and things can get back to normal. They're not, they're not going to lead the world. They can't. But I, they I, are just, right. I just don't think they have that mind, especially the Germans, because the Germans are always... Uh, hypersensitive about looking like they want to lead the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, really. <laughs> no, that's just really, I was, I saw like I always thought like this Angela Merkel thing with, with, with the refugees, despite all the. Yeah. Oh, that's just because of uh, World War Two. It's like no, it's like yeah. it's like twelve step program Germany. Like like this is their apology. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like they were they were alcoholics. They were yeah. they were drunk. You know, and, and now they have to make it up to the world. And this is one of their steps. You know, they have to uh, uh, be partitioned. Be partitioned for you know what four decades or something, right? Yeah, like, you know, it's, it's, like, it's, it's all it's a, it it's a psychological play playing out. And and the, the last step of it is yeah. apology. I've gotten calls many times from former employees 
on 12-step programs who called right. me to apologize yeah. for the way they spoke to me, stealing out of the register, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Germany is apologizing now by saying no matter what they do, no matter <laughs> how many people they kill, no matter how many uh, yeah. uh, Munich mm. markets, it doesn't. we are going to help the refugees. Now, do you, it, Because you know why? Because you know what we did. But it's kind of ironic that they're apologizing for killing 6 million Jews by bringing in 2 million people that also hate Jews. <laughs> they're not bringing in 2, mi 2 million? That 1 million last year, they're going to bring in another million. The idea was 2 million. Well, you know, you, you got to hand it to them. I mean, uh, it is. Uh, I'm saying you horrible idea. It probably is a horrible idea, but you got to admire that degree of uh, of earnestness. To, Do you to take up a humanitarian cause? Yeah, I, I admire it in a it's certain just, way. It's poorly and, calculated. I, I, no, no, I think that's sincere. You see, I said it a million times. You know, the refugees needs to go to. Countries like Qatar, yes. like Egypt, like where you they know, want to be. Give them money and leave them there. Why are we paying Qatar and protecting them? You know, we when I say we in this part is as a U.S. citizen. Uh, why we pay? Why we have a uh, base in Qatar and help them? Give them the refugees. They have no money. They have They're not going to take the refugees. You got to live in the real world. Make them take them. Listen, one thing I about think one Iran took refugees. Yeah, they Iran did a took little bit. Plenty of and Turkey took something like three million yeah. or something like that. There, there, there are Muslim countries that have taken in refugees. Yeah. But I think the point how is, how many refugees are there, dude? The whole country displaced is refugees, the entire yeah. country. There's no more country. It's just land. Yeah. It's rubble. Turkey took three million refugees, dude. I, I know nothing. Yeah, it, it is unbelievable what's well, I, happening. Yeah, I want to go back to a point with Germany and the Jews. This is how good you guys are. You made them Jeez. like feel so bad for more than 40 years yes. and pay all the... Thank it you, Andrew. No, I'm saying agree with... They should make them feel bad. They took out a third of the population of Jews. How many was that? Imagine... Well, imagine... Because we've been talking millions Syrians right now. Imagine... I think it was half, no? Well, how, many, how many Muslims are there? 1.5 mi uh, billion. billion? Yeah, Imagine 500 million Muslims were killed by one country. But... Uh, 500 million! But they didn't even... Don't you think they still be apologizing uh, 40 years later? 40 years I don't know. 40, <laughs> 40 years is a lot of time. <laughs> like, maybe 10, 10 years is fine. But, I mean, you don't really have to apologize. I mean... Also, the Holocaust wasn't 40 years ago. Yeah. It was 60. Six yeah, years right. Ago. Well, that is what Jews are good at, is making you feel like it's 40 years ago. They're this very good at making you feel it's 40 yeah. years. It's yesterday. It's yeah. yesterday. It happened in 2016. It was Obama's fault. <laughs> Look at Noam. Employees still calling him to apologize. Listen, I actually... After all these years. I, they do. I actually feel like the world should stop holding the Holocaust over Germany's head. I, really? Not, I don't think... I respect that. I don't think the world should forget about the Holocaust yeah. as a... An illustration of what humanity is capable of. Yeah. But don't attach it to the Germans in particular. Because I, and, and, and there's no consistency to it because, for instance, in American politics, we constantly hear people harping on some chapter in the 1800s that yeah. America, and, and the national, okay, that was, you know, okay, we had slavery, it was 18, know. you know, you know, and you can't say that. What, you, you don't want to always bash your America over the head for having slaves? 
But yeah. the same person will say, oh, come on, what do you, that's the Germans, that, that was old, that's all ancient history. Why are you blaming you know, the Germans for the Holocaust? You know, thank you for saying that, because they do it with me as a Muslim all the time. They say, like, last week, I was like, it was last week. <laughs> no, it didn't no. happen. <laughs> Question, though, about... But about, you follow my point, it's like, uh, Amer America needs to be able to, America, maybe, need, yeah. America needs to be able to be proud of its history. Yes. Every nation has its, okay. its, its, its horrible chapters. So here's, here's my and question. And you can't use that to undercut anything today. Yes, I, we are not. We are not the nation of slavery in the 1860s. Germany is not the nation of the Holocaust. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's fair. That's my point. That's fair. That being said, I think that you might be able to find a difference between the two situations. If we can look throughout history and see uh, mass uh, exterminations or planned uh, genocides, I think that we can equate those two things. If you look throughout history, unfortunately, slavery is a part of history and it's been around as long as humans have been around, pretty much. Yeah. Right? If you look at any ancient text, you will find rationalization for slavery there. So you could make the argument, and this would get a lot of flack for being made, but slavery was more normal than the extermination of a race of people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the flip side of that is that we're, that we're still suffering the consequences of slavery in a way that the. The Jews, ironically, are no, are no and, longer and suffering. And if, if black people though. are good, uh, like the Jews, they would have made uh, the people feel bad for sixty years after and pay them. Yeah, but also slavery. But slavery wasn't the end of slavery. Then you Correct. had, you know, two hundred years. Jim Crow. Of, and that's what I'm saying. Right. And also, and it, up until I mean, the people who literally, you know, are of Noam's generation, who you know were born into that that system. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I mean, that's what I, that's what I meant when I said you, we're still seeing right. the consequences of slavery. But what I'm saying is that it shouldn't be used as a way for Americans to be, to be fed the idea that they can't be proud of their country because of some chapter in the past. And, and that more and more to me is what the left represents right. is a rejection of the right to be proud but of American history in any way. We have to rename the college buildings and rename this. And someday we'll get rid of the Jefferson Memorial because, you know, he yeah. had slaves. But, but Germany is paying... Israel and the Jews. We could get rid of the Jefferson Memorial for his economic policies. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Germany's paying the Jews reparations. The Jews, yeah, right. Why we uh, not paying for slavery? I think that's also why you see like people going after certain institutions, though, because that's a lot. You can target that. Yeah. Like for Georgetown, for example, and like the money apparently that they made from I think it was the slave trade. Yeah. So therefore, they're now offering. Trying to like restitution for that by making it uh, easier and um, you know for people to go to college to afford college like by paying because they're saying like oh well there's this big economic disparity yeah, that's sure. based that's great you know based in you know hundreds of years of racial discrimination economic discrimination against a certain class of people and therefore like that's this is like something targeted we can do where it's not like you know just write a check. No, or, you know, absolutely. But well, I still want to corner back, the Jews. How far back do we go? That's another question that I think is important. Right? No, absolutely, like, absolutely. Once you open like, well, that yeah, door, like, do, you, do you recognize the the people? You say, like, okay, well, you have yeah. to be able to prove that you can trace your family back Correct. through all these court records, or or is it like you know this is a class of people who've been discriminated against, and therefore we're going to help the class of the people? But that. You mean class by economic or racial? Well, I'm talking about, I think it's like for racial, like... It's, because it's not the case with race, right? Like, what's very interesting in America is you see Nigerian yeah, and Obama. Caribbean... Well, yeah. besides Barack, but I mean, Nigerian and Caribbean immigrants come here and they out-succeed every other race of people, whites included, right? So what we're seeing here in terms of success in America is not necessarily... You're going to get us killed. What are you I talking just, about? <laughs> now, now you're trashing the blacks. 
I'm not trashing the black. <laughs> See, that was Andrew well, Schultz. Listen, well, well, no, I'm but, sorry. Now you're trashing American black. Well, well, what, well, what I'm trying to say is, is that there are lasting effects of, of slavery, and that's what you were trying to say. Yeah. Like, these lasting effects you know, uh, can affect certain cultural values. They can affect normalcy of what we see. They can affect you know, um, parents in a household. I think they, they, they say the number one indicator for success in America is a two-parent household. That, that if you have two parents in a household, you earn double what anybody else does. And if they're the same, uh, what? No, no, no. no. <laughs> what go gender? Go ahead, go ahead, I don't know. But, but point being is like, I mean, if we're going to have honest conversations about that, like we yeah. can have like the pussy ass conversation yeah. where we go, oh, how, how do we do yeah, this? Incentivizing change, right? That's, that's really the big question. And so it's hard to do on a national level because we agree about so little but, as a but country. Still, my, yeah. So therefore, like it's going to be left to institutions like Georgetown or. But it's well, still my point. But my question still remains, the Jews are getting paid. For this, why the black people are not getting paid for slavery? I, I I'm not saying apology. I'm not saying anything. By why not? Why are they not getting? Well, the Jews are not getting paid. I believe that the people who were in the Holocaust are getting paid. Israel's is getting paid as well. Are Russians getting paid? Twenty-five million of them died. Nobody remembers the Russians. Yeah, the that is Jews. Jews are pretty good. Uh, yeah, what about the Russians? I I I don't. Well, they got Eastern Europe for a long time. Yeah. But I've seen some I've seen some lively debates on the subject of of reparations for African Americans. Mm -hmm. The arguments are not crazy, in my, in my opinion. The the notion that uh, somebody does something that would require uh, compensation, and then presumably that right to compensation is passed down to the generations and then many generations later you ask for that comment now there's statute of limitations arguments there's uh the complexity of it, like you know what about this black and that how do you prove it it, it becomes so complicated yeah that i think it just becomes so impractical impra i'm sorry but the most important issue is does it help yeah if you can prove to me that native americans having casinos which is essentially their uh their what's it called reparations has yeah. improved native americans lifestyle which it hasn't, yeah. right? We can go over murder rates. We can go over childhood obesity rates. That's wrong. That That's is not the argument for reparations. That's the argument for social policy. The argument for reparations is you're entitled to it. It doesn't have to help. Fair. Okay, you're entitled. What I care about it's is yours. What I care about is lifting people up. In you're society. owed it. That's your reparations. I, is you're, 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 okay, you're owed. That, that being said, that's yeah. right. But what I care about is lifting people up in society. Yeah. How do we lift people up? What do we do? I think the only way we can actually do it is with accountability. That's the only th the way that we can do it. But if if reparations don't lift you up, okay, fine. Here's some reparations. Yeah. You have casinos. You have whatever you you forty acres and a mule, whatever it is. And if that doesn't help lift people up, now we're, now what? White people just get to go. Now you can't complain. No, let me say. White yeah. people are going to say, "We paid you your reparations. We're done with we're you. Done. Now you're on your own." Oh, that is not the case of Germany and the Jews. All right. C can I say who I used to look forward to for good discourse in this country? And yeah. Really Morning Joe. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I realized today what it was. That can I I, I, you, I can just blink once like a sausage. <laughs> blink once for yes, two for no. You know. You can express your opinion. Honestly, can yeah, I, of I, I, course, I, don't I, I don't mind. Joe used to take on all comers on it just the way it was. He was basically uh one voice on that show. And most of the show would be him pushing back on a bunch of other people and Mika would roll her eyes and then you only Halpern sometime would be uh, right of center on some issues. So what you always saw there was a real spectrum of opinions. Uh, the smart, the, the most, the, the least partisan generated opinions, the most intellectually generated opinions on a, issues of the day. 
it has become it has become an anti-Trump fest now. So that I stopped watching it, not because I don't like the anti-Trump opinions, but because if I want to get a, a another take on like Comey or the Comey testimony, now I have to read the Wall Street Journal editorial page. Now the Wall Street Journal editorial page is not Breitbart. And I say to myself, if there are smart people on the Wall Street Journal editorial page who have this point of view, and they don't like Trump either on the Wall Street Journal, and I'm not seeing these opinions represented on Morning Joe, at least to hear that, you know, then something has changed in Morning Joe, and I don't find it interesting anymore. And, and I was the most loyal. It's one of the only shows I record. I used to watch it every single day when I woke up. No matter what time I woke up, I stopped watching it because I'm not getting any other opinions anymore. And stuff that comes out of his mouth now just seems to me, I get it. You hate Trump, but can you ever give the devil his due? I mean, ever, ever. Is, is there anything here that strikes you kind of railroading? Like, Well, we did that Wall Street Journal editorial on the show about the Comey one in sort of uh, talk, taking apart like Comey's defense comes apart or whatever it was. I, I, I From kind time of to time, but I think it's not like it used to be that there was a debate on morning, Joe. There's no debate now. It's just everybody. And Halpern the other day tried, I watched a little bit, tried to say something, I guess, I guess the issue was, was Comey. And Joe got kind of mad and started kind of bullied him a little bit. And Halpern just kind of went, and, and, and never. Some, and, but some people see Joe being mad or being bullying or something like that. And I think they might not I, I don't know. I think I think a lot of people read their own opinion into Morning Joe. I I hear it from all sides of the criticism. No, of but it. I saw Halpern's face, and and Joe actually really he he said something which Halpern hadn't said, and spit it back at him. And and Halpern said, "Well, that's not what I said." And then it just never got. It's it's different. People it, watch for the tension. I, I think you're saying you're not getting the tension. I'm saying you're I'm, saying you're not getting diversity of if opinion. I, if I I'm not. Yeah. If I watched only Morning, I still to watch only Morning Joe, and I could come away from almost any issue really knowing basically what every side of the issue felt. Right now, if I watch Only Morning Joe, I have no idea that Comey may have really done some things wrong, that, it was, that his behavior was uh, well, unconventional. I mean, for example, today we had to invite Republican senators on uh, at the top of the show and say, you know, come on, please, we're, we're asking you, we want you to. And then Tom Cotton did come on the show. That was posturing. Um, no, that, that, that's I, no, that is absolutely true. Yeah, you you know trying it, to trying to book a show, you want to you want to book the best guests, yeah, and so we're we're willing. You know, we want to hear from people. But the senators are hacks, and it's party well, line. Unless, mean, unless you get well, Lindsey so, Graham, so, so, but I'm if, saying if intellectuals. You used to have intellectuals from every. Joe used to take the part of there the intellectual are, playing the other side. Thirty-six percent of the country. I didn't see what the Gallup poll was at one p.m., but thirty-six percent of the country disapproves of President Trump, and I think the thirty-six percent of the country that approves of him might not include people who are. Uh, doing it out of intellectual, uh, 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 what's the word? I mean, like consistency, who are going to make that kind of argument that we want to hear. You wanna, if you want to have a Katrina, you know, bullet necklace on that, I mean, then listen to that opinion, then that's, then that's who you can listen to. But I think we want to have an intelligent dialogue. We talk about what the president can be doing to, uh, to, to improve his administration. It just seems like the president can't get out of his own way. I think some people are more upset that the president can't figure his stuff out than that's the, on that. Because like, you can make the same criticism of a lot of different shows as well of like, oh, well, they're, you know, one sided and, and uh, only, you know, uh, giving one point of view. We try. We really try. We really want to give a point of view. I mean, Joe is a conservative and, and I don't think he's going to change his ideology because of President Trump 
because it, it whatever the president is wins is today because then you see the president turn on people i mean was one of the stories that didn't get a big uh, play uh, this week was the president called that republican the house bill mean 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 or something yeah right and so these are the people he celebrated with in the rose garden uh so we'll see how that you know how that changes because you, you never know and i think one of the things that uh, people in general, not just Morning Joe or, or Joe Scarborough, are are uh, talking about are is the consistency and you know like the just we're all over the place and we can't figure things out. Uh, can I tell you That's that I, I I think that that is affecting. I, I, I hear you, I hear what you're saying. I, and just to be clear on on the issues of Trump's policies and things like that, uh, I I'm less bothered by it because uh, on some of these things it, it's really hard. I mean, I hate to say things indefensible. Some of these things are indefensible, like his tweets or something. When they all pile on about the tweets, I'm not like, well, where's the intellectual defense of his tweets? I, I don't expect to see one. But when I'm reading intellectual opinions in the in the conservative, uh, like I said, the Wall Street Journal or in the Weekly Standard or the National Review, um, there, there's opinions there which are simply not being represented on Morning Joe that give perspective, uh, and that's that's a new age in morning joe to me i mean they, they just something to me has changed i'm not hearing what i used to hear yeah people have their opinions about morning joe yeah you get it from I, I, all sides. Let, let me ask yeah. you something is the rating better i don't know since, I don't, since I, trump I, comes I, believe it or not i don't follow the ratings but yeah. I, I believe our but ratings i feel are, like the news shows generally strong, yeah. the ratings are the liberal news shows yes. yeah the conservative news shows I haven't seen the same bump. You know, the I'm, healthcare thing. I'll give you an example the healthcare thing do you remember when uh it said correct me on the numbers when the when the first house bill came up they said there was going to be what what number of million people 27 27 million were going to get yeah. thro thrown off health care and this was repeated on morning thrown off health care and but the new york times reported that actually the first 15 million of these people were people who were actually going to drop the health care because they didn't like it yep and that was the kind of opinion I'm, I'm, I was screaming at the TV set. It's like, is this really irrelevant? They're, 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 they're presenting as if people are going to be losing. When you say thrown off, it's like, I want it, but I'm being really thrown gonna off. You're really going to choose not to have yeah. health care. And I know it firsthand because I have people who work for me who don't want this health care. It's like I'm paying $100 a I month, yeah. $150 a month for $6,000 deductible. Fuck it. I don't have to do it anymore. I'm going to drop it. Yeah. Any, any health care any insurance which millions of people are going to drop well certainly that's a pretty good evidence that this insurance is horrible yeah i will drop mine so, i pay 350 so now i don't know what the answer on the other side to that is but it, why and uh, the new york times of we all said people, it we said it on our show uh it, they didn't say I, it the morning after thing it, 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 i i know i, 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 I know we said it i remember i, I remember that Finally, something. And, I, and I remember that. I remember. I remember bringing on surrogates for the administration, who also made that point as well. Uh, so I, I mean, I can't say never, a, but it was a three-hour like show. It's a three-hour show. I watch all three hours. <laughs> I do. I do. I, just I know it's great. <laughs> I, I, but I, I think some people are uh, upset with how the when people dislike how the news is going. Sometimes mm -hmm. it it affects. I think the criticism of the show. Well, if you don't I'm, change, I'm going to start I'm watching it again, and I'm going to email. Can I can I email you? Go ahead. Yeah. Get in line. Yeah. If no, you, no, if no, you, no, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. If you but, don't change we, things, we, we, your rating is going to go we down do by one. From, we hear from people on all different kinds of things. Can I so. tell you where you're not? I think you're you're um, not being open-minded. Put it is that you. This is new territory for your show where Joe is not at odds 
with the normal cast of characters there. And I think if, if you think about that, used to be Joe and Mika were kind of polar opposites on things and Barnacle's the liberal. This is different. You're all, they're all, the entire cast is all basically on the same side. Yeah, of but we heard, that, we heard that criticism about being all for Trump. Well, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't true. But I'm saying right now... And maybe this isn't true. Well, maybe it is, but I, I think it is true. And you, you, know, you don't tell me what you think. I think this is a new... This is uncharted ground for you guys. And maybe you have to be doubly uh, uh, intent on getting opposite points of view there because you don't have it built into your cast. Know, it I was know, built into the but cast. But I, I do Can know I for a fact that this Joe is, is very adamant about getting conservatives and Republicans' view, viewpoints. He hates it, actually, when he looks at the, if, if there's a rundown. Can I tell what you just reminded me really of? true. O'Reilly used to say, you know, he's, when people used to cu- accuse him of being conservative, he goes, I get complaints all the time that I'm too liberal. And I'm sure, I'm sure he, he did. did. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I said, come on, Bill. Yes, you may get those, but don't sure. use it as as, any, as a try to way to camouflage the fact. Of course, you're you're conservative. That's what I'm saying about Morning Joe. Yeah, you might have gotten this complaint, but the fact is, Joe really is. It is lining up different than it ever has before. Go ahead. Sorry. So, my understanding of of this situation is you used to watch the show and feel very informed about a topic because you would understand what the person that you bumped in who bumped into on the street who was liberal was going to say about it. And you also had the retort from the conservative side. So you f- you left this show feeling informed yes. because you're not a party person. You're an information person. Yes. You you care about an issue and you want to unpack it and you want to know both sides of it. You don't just want to know the red side or the blue side. And I feel like right now you're only getting one side. So you feel like you're missing something from That's this not show. Not only and he's because in, he, in shades. You never cared about agreeing or not agreeing. You just want the information. I want to hear the smartest guy in the country available at that hour. Yes, I'm with you. Get, refuting the argument, whatever the argument, yeah. whatever side is. I want the best. Do so you po- want you want both sides? Yes. all the time. Both sides yeah. is them. Even, but I'm not even, all even, the time. even when the president's like, you know, I, I'm tweeting about yes. His his random. No, no, yes. I, I don't want I don't want another side for the sake of another side. Well, that's, that's a, well, no, that's, no, that's exactly do. what I was asking. I, yeah, I want no. another side. Okay, for the well, sake so of. if you don't want to say if you don't want another side for the sake of another side, then I think you. I think he does want that, that that's but why, he's not willing to say it. No, no, I really don't. That's why I said the Wall Street Journal editorial page because because that's kind of like a. Which again, we used that editorial that day. You might have and used we discussed an and, we, and, we, and we discussed and we discussed uh, you know some of the things that you know the president's getting criticism for that he doesn't deserve. If criticism you for. had James Taranto on your show on a regular basis, or Paul Gigo, or any of those guys, you would have a wildly different conversation in the morning. If you have one of these real high-powered intellectuals who is not uh, who, who pushes back on a lot of these things about the criminal justice system, about Comey, all this stuff. I mean, there was there was only one other time, Joe bothered me and that was with um who was the uh uh michael michael brown when he with the, the, the kid who got shot in ferguson mm-hmm. he jumped without any information he jumped all against the, the the darren wilson about the red i mean he really he, he swallowed a hook line and sinker and then when I'm off the hook, when even it, Jonathan, you know. Cape, even when Jonathan Capehart <laughs> wrote, that, now. <laughs> wrote that brave editorial saying stand up, uh, hands up, don't shoot was a lie. Remember that? Yes. He never retracted. Oh, no, not, not true at all. Joe did. Sorry, not true. What did he say? I, 
I remember what he was talking about, Jonathan Capehart, and he was talking about. I, I know that for a fact. What did he say? I don't. I don't yeah. recall. Our I remember transcripts. Capehart was, was positively but I'm courageous. Telling, but I'm telling you, I, I remember that, and I remember Joe making standing up saying Eric Holder's Justice Department came out and made this statement, well, and therefore you know that report or whatever it was. I, I don't. I don't want to speak too much in too much detail. Well, good. But I'm, I, I'm I glad I'm wrong you, about that. I, you're wrong about that. Yeah, yeah. I think, I, and I, I'm glad you're going to continue to watch Morning Joe. But I'm not uh, wrong about <laughs> the fact. I remember. I remember very clearly that Joe jumped on that side of the argument without any. Evidence. And I also remember Wesley Lowry, the uh, one of the reporters uh, around that Ferguson, being also very critical of Joe and people who were very critical of Joe on from the other side. I mean, no. It was the only I, time I, I got. I got to be honest with you. We get it from all sides. You, if if you hear you hear it and see it from your perspective, but when you're sitting on this side, you you you're you're getting it from all sides. You really are, and it didn't sound like Bill O'Reilly or whatever. It's the truth. Just because you get it from all sides does doesn't mean, mean we're it, not doing what you want us to do. <laughs> no, it does. Getting it all. From, I don't mean I. I'm I getting like it from Stephen all sides. Agreeing. Get, getting it from all sides cannot be taken as an argument that there is no actual truth. I think Joe tells it how he sees it, and I think that's what people tune in for because Joe is so powerful in that case. And I, and I think that he does bring different opinions and different kinds of profiles from journalism world. He really does. Uh, and I, I don't know. I can understand how lately it feels the way it feels, but I think that he is very good at reading the country. He was... Really, and I don't know because I I focus on Morning Joe and I'm focused on our coverage, but I remember you know the Thursday before the election we were saying people are writing this off. This is not a done deal, and we went through the map and we we clicked on all you know like showed how he would get to 270 and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I was still watching did, that. And we did and we did all that stuff and and people were very very critical of Joe. I wasn't. But people were very very critical of Joe for that as well. So like he he is t- taking it from all sides. It really and he and I think that he's probably. I mean, I'm always amazed at how uh, he's got this kind of panoramic vision of the country. And, but I'm and, not actually and whether, not, and whether or not people aren't liking what he's, the kind of thing he's focusing on at that time, we, I, I mean, because I've heard it. Yeah, but I'm not really criticizing Joe. Joe can right. have whatever opinion he honestly holds. You just I'm, want the other side as I'm well. I'm criticizing the fact that I'm not, that, that the, the other side. Both is, sides is, I'm, yeah. I, yeah. We, we, we struggle with this. We grab yeah. with so it. So last question, because we're going to have to end. Uh, tell us can about you get him to come down and sit in, sit in me and play the guitar and sing some Beatles songs in the olive tree? I can't guarantee can it. Can you ask him? I, yeah, I could talk to him. He's a huge Beatles fan. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. a huge Beatles fan. Ho, we have ho. really good, uh, me and Colin, you know, have you, have you ever been to where we played? I mean, these are really- I've heard you play. Yeah, you're great. Colin is really, really good. Joe would love it. I would love so to you, have him. You didn't come invite up. him to come to the podcast. You invite him to come to the. He's not going to come to the podcast. Why not? Why? You're a big listener. You yeah. have a beef. Yeah, I knew. Joe is a very busy guy. And you can. Joe is a very very busy guy. And you can. He's okay. not going to come to the podcast, but he, but he might come to play music because because he Maybe loves he'll that. Come to the podcast. Joe you Joe is know. Joe is so devoted to music. You'll find out more about it soon. So uh, all right, let's talk about Whoa. you. No. <laughs> oh, I think we have a scoop. No. Uh-huh. No, let's talk about your book. Uh, oh, you yeah. Tell us. I, yeah. My <laughs> <laughs> well, so my main job now uh, is, no, my, my, my book, uh, yeah, I wrote a book about Robert Kennedy after the assassination of his brother, JFK, uh, taking him kind of through those first few years, like his political journey into how he became the political hero that people know and kind of like admire 49 years after he's dead. Like they you still get like Dan Donovan out in Staten Island saying, you know, the guy who didn't, the Republican congressman didn't prosecute Eric Garner's, uh, they got the cop involved in that. Uh, he says, oh, my hero's Bobby Kennedy. Okay. 
you know, Bobby Kennedy's the hero of all kinds of liberals. It's not really that big of a surprise. But why Joe Scarborough as well? Rob, Robert Kennedy is his hero. Why is that? And I think it's because... Because he never brought politics into the Attorney General's office. Right? <laughs> exactly. Because he, he had no family ties and whatsoever. It's all clean. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah so I, I wanted to understand how do you make that kind of political journey. So I went back and I re-reported the story. I went to the primary documents and found it was like a lot more complicated than like depressed guy, runs for Senate, bells on Vietnam, runs for president. It's a lot more. He had to make like real decisions and he got a lot of really critical coverage and uh, it was, a, it was a, a real journey for him. And I think the takeaway that I came with is that he understood change because his life had been so changed from being this insider to suddenly outsider. And then he helped people not be so afraid of change. Cause, and, that, and that really, if you boil down a lot of the stuff that people are inspired by him today, there's that. There's also the dialogue. He, he engaged people and Q&As. He talked to people who disagreed with him. He went to talk to people in Mississippi. He went to talk to college students in South Africa who were, you know, fighting to keep apartheid in place saying like, you know, suppose God is black. Well, and having these conversations with people and just you, you uh, consider him to have been a great man. Yeah, I do. Cause he do was you, honest. Do you consider uh, John Kennedy to have been a great man? Yeah, I do. Because I think I think he was like a the most leader. Jewish I've ever heard so you sound. You, <laughs> you consider him to be yeah, a great we, man, this guy? We were talking earlier. <laughs> Kennedy? We were talking earlier about like, you know, how do you put reparations and all kinds of stuff in history, right? And in in perspective. And uh, a great there's a great historian at the City University of New York named David Nassau who was asked the question about Joseph Kennedy. Of like, you know, how do you judge Joseph Kennedy's anti-Semitism, which was clear. Uh, and he says, well, maybe put it in perspective of his times. So, you know, if, Amen. if, if and, uh, and so was, was he a, you know, uh, I think it was Henry Ford was the example he's using, if not, sorry, Henry Ford, um, you know, of like, you know, believed it like, oh, there's something in the bloodstream and all that stuff, like really kind of out there stuff. Or was he just like a, well, you know, I had the, the 1920s Catholic sense of what, uh, you know, a Jewish person is. Can I, I have a question? Why do you think Robert Kennedy connected so viscerally with black voters? Uh, because I think he understood pain and he understood what it was like. See, Robert Kennedy was the closest to the president, uh, the presidency in public life that you could be. And then suddenly not an ex-president, but like, you know, demoted. He was 99th out of 100 when he entered the Senate in 1965. And I think he understood people who had uh, felt uh, lost and felt a little bit like um, they needed someone, you know, they needed direction uh, and, and someone to fight for them. And I think so. People felt that, you know, the, the Kennedys also stood up for civil rights, uh, especially at the end of uh, JFK's administration when he, on June 11th, 1963, gave a speech about like, you know, if, if, oh, if it's not a big deal, then who would change their color, you know, and put themselves in their shoes? Like that was a moral statement by a president. And you didn't really see a lot of moral statements uh, on the issues of civil rights from powerful white men at that time. And so they felt that they were on his side. Now, I have, I, Wait, I, I, think, I think it's the latter. Joe or, or? Joe's the dad. Yeah, but Joe's the dad. But he was he the anti-Semite or yeah. was, uh, yeah, yeah. what about Robert? I don't think Robert can. I, I didn't see that. He had, his, his staff was all Jewish. Peter Edelman, Adam Walensky, Frank Mankiewicz. But here's the question. Yeah, he needs a Jewish staff. Jeff Greenfield. That doesn't mean... With Schlesinger too. With right? uh, Robert. No, K. he was he was Catholic or not Catholic. He was some oh, sort I of didn't Christian. Schles Schlesinger is actually how the name is pronounced. Hmm. With Robert Kennedy and Jack Kennedy, what does it what what did studying these people make you think about the connection between personal behavior and qualities to be president or to lead the country? Because obviously both these guys 
had done some stuff, which if uh, you know, which if if a candidate today did them, yikes! Women in particular would be calling for them to be disqualified. Yeah, LBJ. Uh, I mean, Teddy Teddy White, the presidential historian, the guy who wrote those making, making the, the president. Presence, yeah. Those books, um, he said that the only people he thought never messed around with their wives was, I think, George Romney, Jimmy Carter, and I forget the other one. There was a third. But with and, Kennedy, it was more than just messing around with their wives. They were, you know, they were double teaming, and there was all kinds well, of... Well, yeah. Things. I mean, that, there's that uh, memoir, I forget what it was called, yeah. um, a couple years ago. That's, it reminds me of Rosemary's Baby. You don't believe the, the memoir? Oh, no, no. It reminds me of Rosemary's Baby of like these powerful people manipulating, huh. you know, young women. She doesn't feel, she says she didn't feel, you know, manipulated or whatever. She was well, well you mean the thing in the pool? That, all that stuff, man. Oh, mm-hmm. God, I don't want to think about it. Dave Powers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen, have you seen some of these people? Dave Powers. Have you ever seen David Powers? Yeah. Don't. Wait, what? what, what uh, Dave Powers? Uh, Come on. No, no, no you know what? Good. You guys brought it up. I'm not getting into it. You know who it is? Because, Dave Powers? Yeah. Who is it? Uh, he was one of JFK's, uh, he was like, what, his press guy, right? Or something he like that? He was one of his top eight. Yeah. yeah, right. And so there was this whole story about... Uh, she wrote a memoir about it. And, you know, I, I don't know if she... I, I, and also, I don't know if David Powers is a state. I mean, David Powers has been dead since the 80s. Uh, but wanna, that, wanna that there was that they, there was basically an orgy in a pool and all that stuff in, in the White House pool. Was that and, bad? Oh yeah, maybe that's why, why young girls. Yeah, why is that bad? Because JFK uh, allegedly said to her, "Here, why don't you go over and take care of my friend?" And like we haven't, I mean, this is every college football team in America yeah. does. No, but that's not. I mean, the, it's different. The president, president of the United, United States, States telling someone who works for him. Yeah, right. Ordering, essentially ordering someone. Not hey, ordering, but I mean, uh, yeah, you create ordering bands. Not ordering. Every, just said, I, I hope you'd see kindly on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I hope you could see in <laughs> your heart. Uh, <laughs> I hope you can let it order. It's just not. You can let let me go. So can a president? I mean, like, look, we understand that men, that women, probably are drawn to and attracted to power. We accept that as a reality, correct? Yes, yes. Hello, men in this yes, room? Yeah. Are, he, has, well, he, he, has a, he has a career to worry about. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, I kind of, I, I don't know. I mean, like, she's... You think they're blowing presidents uh, and shit because they think they're handsome? No. Uh, no they're doing it because they're powerful. Jeff K. Woods pretty handsome. For a president. Yeah. He was, all but, right. But at the, same, at the same time, it's like a situation of like, all of a sudden, the president's like, okay, we're here. I don't know if he's... I, you don't, I think how they're women are biologically attracted to power. I think that we could we could go scientific about it. We're not trying to make statements about you know like you know yes. Well, Nora Ephron said, "Why not me?" I think was like her thing of like I I wanted to you know have an affair with the president and all that stuff. I think I think you know you know what my point is, and it it is that I just don't think it's an abuse of power. All this talk about character is really again a a partisan. Like, like, Can uh, I just make, finish making the point? Yeah, sure. I think, I think the point is, it's like, if, if we're going to punish a guy for being powerful, you've got to punish a woman for having big tits. If I'm attracted to big Absolutely. tits and she takes out her big tits, is she manipulating me and taking advantage of me? And Does she know you're, you're helpless around big tits? If she's known humans, <laughs> then, 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 you she, know is, then like, she is manipulating you. Okay, so what we, is it manipulation or is it seduction? Right? Is oh. being the the reason he got powerful is so he no, he's not seducing chicks. someone uh, he's into a, blowing no. someone else. He's a that's that's, you that's abusing a person. Rock bands, okay. yeah. nah, but Andrew, this is not a rock band. This yes, is the presidency it, of the United JFK States. JFK was a rock star. Okay, my yeah. point to you is this: yeah. that people do uh, uh, things which are considered contemptible. Yeah, but it, people don't really care. Unless it's the candidate they would like to to, to, to use it against. So sure. Trump says, "Grab him by the pussy." It's it's the the end of the world. Sure. But if Kennedy says, "Hey, will you blow?" It? 
Oh, you know, that's just boys being boys. If, if Roman Polanski rapes a young girl, mm-hmm. Meryl Streep will give him a standing ovation. If Woody Allen really pretty clearly does some screwed up things with one of his kids, sure. he's, he's a, he, they'll give him a standing ovation. But if a, a right winger does... It's, it's so transparent to yes. me. Let's just have one standard. Like, is, is, it, is it... Does bad character mean you shouldn't be president? If it does, then let's just... I mean, people, we've said many times, people can't even, there's girls who can't even get through a story about Bill Clinton without bursting into tears because of the way they say he assaulted them. Sure. But assault is different than asking somebody to do something. I think my All issue, my issue is, I'm just is, saying there's no, there's no consistency yeah, to it. But Clarence Thomas said, I'm who put you. this pubic hair on my Coke? This was huge. Huge. Bill Clinton, there's more corroboration that Bill Clinton actually forced himself on a girl. He's a hero. Yeah. I agree with you Explain completely. Explain it to me. That's all. Well, people are tribal, right? We look at politics uh, tribally. That's that's I, how it works. I think sex should be just removed from the whole equation. I, I think you can be a great president no matter what you do. With My concern is, and I find it kind of sexist, is that we're creating this culture where women are, don't even have to say no thank you, right? Like, we, we remove that from them. And I think we're, we're doing this in general with humans. We're just making men and women just really pussy. Like, we're removing danger from them, mm-hmm. right? Any danger. We're creating worlds out there that are so safe. That you don't have to be, you don't have to say no, thank you. You don't have to say I'm not interested in doing that. Like I feel uncomfortable. Well, let's remove all the discomfort. Life is uncomfortable. People yeah. in life will ask you to fuck them. Yeah. Maybe we should teach these people in life. I will teach my daughters to say no, thank you. I yeah. would not like to do that. I won't teach my daughter to say, well, let's get the police on them and remove them from society so you never have discomfort. Teach yeah. people to be brave. Stop teaching them to be cowards. That's my issue, and so I, you, I think it's very sexist that we. So you see this young this woman way. who uh, who acquiesced to JFK's uh, advances. D- advances, yes. well, not even his advances, uh, his desire for her to blow his aid. Yeah. You think that was cowardice on her part that she didn't say no? Yeah, because that's just regular everyday. You're cowardice, or she didn't want to do it. Look, I've been in a room fucking a girl. My bu- my buddy was fucking a different girl, Whoa. and then I said, "Hey, let's switch." Yeah. and the girl switched. Am I? Is that true? Yeah, yeah. you can do that. Oh, all the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, so it's like, but that happens all the time, right? Yeah. And I but wasn't even a fucking president before I was on TV. Before I was on TV, so I wasn't even a president. Yeah, but you weren't her boss in that situation. Well, okay, you were not her employer in that situation. That no, now, now she I wasn't will, his employee. I now the I will back that up. I will back that up. I don't think if you have a power position over that person in terms of, I mean, obviously the president has power over everybody, yada yada yada. But like, if somebody works directly for you, that is a conflict of interest, and I'm not okay with that because they could they could essentially fire you. They could make working for uh, you I very different. My way. wife, uh, she used to work for me. You're a rapist. <laughs> <laughs> you well, you know what? Absolutely a rapist. If she had said no, I would be considered a a, a, a lech. You absolutely. She said yes, so it's it's a happy ending and so a, it's, it's a, a romance. Yeah. But, then, but then there's the other fucked up thing. If we spend forty to sixty hours a week at work, yeah. how are we not exactly. supposed to fuck the people we work with? Yeah. Jack is sitting here like uh, really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the comedy show. If, if you if you have thirty young hot chicks working for only you, yes. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Come on. No, you have to. Absolutely. It's your right. No, 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 no. But uh, it's going to happen in real life. It's going to happen. And it happens. Actually, the, the most contemptible thing about all those things is not so much that, that Bill Clinton screwed or, you know, had sex with Monica Lewinsky, whatever it is, is that he, they tried to ruin her life afterwards. That actually bothers me. 
You know, the way they, they you drag, a, do- drag you? a dollar yeah. through a, through a trailer park. Doesn't it bother you she said, brought it up? Like, why are you bringing it up? You knew she you knew he was married. Not, but no, was she it, didn't bring it up. Uh, you know, brought it up? Paula Jones, I think, yeah. uh, came so out. So say you don't know. What, what's she, she talking about? She saved the dress. I was going to, well, b- about Monica Lewinsky, though, it wasn't just the Clintons, though. It was She was being pursued by the investigator, the investigators as well. Yeah. So, like, she was she was being hounded. They, they, I don't remember the exact details, but I do know that, like, you know, they scooped her up, they put her in a hotel room, they're like, you know, her mom and all that, all that stuff. Like, there was a lot, they were putting What's a lot of What's her name? Jonah Goldberg's father, Linda mother, Tripp. Li, no, Jonah Goldberg's mother had uh, something. Uh, like Linda Tripp. Lucienne Goldberg, was that her name? I don't, I don't Linda, know. It was but there was, Linda but Tripp. I mean, like, there was, there were, yeah. there were a whole, it wasn't yeah. just like, oh, it was just the Clintons on that one, on Monica Lewinsky. It was yeah. like, there was, there was a, there was like a whole, uh, you know, government movement you know, not. I'm talking about like from the legislative side, from the House side, uh, to you know, uh, put pressure on this young woman, who to to get her to flip for their benefit. Yeah. I mean, there was they treated her like you know, you know, ragdoll, mm. and it was. I mean, like, so I, I mean, I'm not trying to you know diminish diminish what the Clintons did. I'm just saying like this is. There's, it wasn't just them. It was like, you know. See what I'm he's not, doing? He's giving you old-fashioned I'm just Joe. both sides. He's, what is his name? Yeah. Is Joe again? The, what's it called, Joe? Morning Joe. He's giving you old-school morning Joe. He's giving you both yeah, sides. Yeah, yeah. This is what you missed. pushback. This is why you're yeah, here, well, it's Jack. Not, it's not pushback because I, I don't disagree with you. No, I don't. I, it, it, you're, giving, you're, you're, you're zooming out a little bit. But I'm saying in terms of qualities for a president, when I see somebody do something like you know, like obstruction of justice. Yeah, just like cyn- cyn- cynically ready to 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 Call ruin that. somebody's life. Like I'm the with thing you. about the, I was there. I, I gave you <laughs> that. last I'm thing. With you, baby. The only thing about Benghazi that bothered me. Mm-hmm. The only thing. Mm-hmm. I, it was not that people die or not that she might have even screwed it up or that she might not have been warned and didn't take it seriously. The only thing that bothered me in terms of voting for her as president was when she looked in the parents' eyes and said it was because of that video and we're going to get the guy who made that video and then went home and emailed her daughter. It was an Al-Qaeda-like attack. That kind of ice-cold blood to, a, to a, someone who just lost their kid, I, that one I can't explain away. Like, it's just not, being a politician. I, Barack, Barack Obama, I don't know him. I don't believe he's capable of that. I don't believe he could do that. I don't think George Bush could have done that. Hillary Clinton could do that. I always said Hillary Clinton. What I, I supported lie? Hillary Clinton. I said because you got to vote for Michael, not Sonny. Hillary, <laughs> Hillary could look right in Kay's eyes and say, just this one time, did, did you kill him? No. That's Hillary. <laughs> you know, a total fucking lie. <laughs> Trump was a hothead. Trump is Sonny. That's true. Uh, Hillary has ice in her veins. I mean, who could do that? Who could look at a mother who just lost her child and tell them a lie like that for your political... Yeah. It's, what it's was the lie? To, can you tell me? Can you refresh they, the lie? They, they tried to blame this uprising at the at the embassy and was it embassy in Benghazi yeah, yeah. on this video which portrayed Muhammad and about it. But they knew at the time it had nothing to do with the video, and she had even emailed Chelsea the truth, which is that it was an, a planned Al Qaeda like attack. That had nothing to do with the video. That's nothing to do with the video. So the video was the excuse. Yeah, and she said, and "We're going to get the guy." She had, she always had the, the floor. We're going to get the guy who made that video. All. Not true, like hmm. by any, by everything I've read. Now, if it is true, then yeah. that to me is is. See, I can picture myself doing something fucked up to to get laid. I can, and I and I know that I will bend what's right and wrong at times in my personal behavior mm-hmm. when I'm carried away mm-hmm. with sexual desire. But I cannot picture myself lying to a mother 
that way. I just can't picture What if you want to sleep with your mother? Can you picture yourself lying to your wife? Who's your mother? (laughs) 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 Well, that's, you know, that's... Yeah, well, I'm done. Yeah, well, that, that we have to go home. We have to uh, we have to end uh, the show. But thank you guys so much. And if you learn something, if your boss tell you, take care of his your friend. Take care of his friend. Oh. <laughs> uh, you want to show your information? Like, yeah, you want his uh, career. Are you going to the wedding? Are you going to the, the Mika and Joe wedding? No, I don't think so. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know that. Why, why, why are you carrying that water if you want, you're not even getting invited because to the I, Because I believe in it. <laughs> Did you know long before it was announced? Oh, you don't have to answer that. All right. What was the fucking <laughs> sentence that you said about, about uh, Robert Kennedy? What Robert Kennedy was he? Was, was he a good man, man? Very good. Good man. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like Yoda and Jewish at the same time. Right. Jewish Yoda. Yeah. Andrew, Andrew Schultz, S C H U L Z. You can get me on Twitter and uh, Instagram, all this stuff. I do a podcast uh, called The Brilliant Idiots. You can check that out. Are you uh, German? Uh, Prussian, they say. Prussian. All right. Yeah, which is modern day Germany. But my family came over, I think, in the 1800s when it was still Prussian. So when I was defending the Germans, you you felt a little like. I feel no connection. Uh, you felt the twitch? No, okay, go. So uh, my family left before World War II and got here after slavery. So I have no guilt. <laughs> I have zero guilt about you anything. Got nothing. Whatsoever, nothing. What's the name of your podcast? Uh, the Brilliant Idiots. Okay, there yeah, you go. That's a good name. Depot? Oh, oh, thanks. Uh, streamguru.net for all your live streaming needs. Thank you. There we go, Jack. Uh, the book is The Revolution of Robert Kennedy from Power to Protest after JFK. It's from Bloomsbury Press. It came out on June 6th. It's available on like... Everywhere you get books. Congratulations. Yeah. That, that is a fucking accomplishment, okay? Writing, writing five minutes of humor. I mean, writing a book, researching it while you have a full-time job, I'm not just saying it. Yeah. I'm really impressed by that. Go ahead. Are you going to get the book? Of course. Okay. <laughs> and your Twitter? Is it on Kindle yet? Oh, it's on Kindle, yeah. I'll get it, I'll get it today. And your Twitter? Oh, J-R-B-O-H-R-E. Uh, I've, I've misspelled my Twitter. J-R-B-O-H. Okay, there we go. Steven Calabria, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chinabria, Chinabria, C-H-I-N-A-B-R-I-A, and follow the Comedy Cellar. Yes, and live from AmericaPodcast.com. You were listening to Live from America Podcast. To contact us, please go to www.LiveFromAmericaPodcast.com. Brought to you by the Comedy Cellar and Rethink Production. 